Hi, I'm Phil, and I'm here with my co-host and producer, Tammy. Uh, together, we co-host the uh, uh, Homicide Canada podcast. Um, this is the episode for the May Homicides 2023 in Canada. Uh, I don't know. Is this episode 35 or? Uh, it's 38. 38. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, how about that? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to go over all the homicides that happened in Canada. Well, maybe not all of them, but we'll talk about them or at least the statistics of them, in May in 2023 in Canada. Um, we have an email address, info at homicidecanada.ca. If we've missed a murder, you can hit us up there. Uh, we also have on our website, uh, homicidecanada.com, uh, we have uh, provincial and municipal pages in that, so like that organizes the murders that happen in Canada that way in that. So like if you're in a province you want to check out how many homicides there's been, you can go check that out. Uh, we'll start out with some stats. So as of today, which I believe we're recording on June 20th, um, the year-to-date Canada homicides are 252 so far that we have. Um, male, 161 that we know are male and 69 that we know are female. Uh, that projects out to a 2023 total of 538, uh, which is interesting because last year we counted 739 in 2022. So that's obviously a lot less. Uh, the one thing is usually as the year goes by, we find a lot of homicides we've missed in that, but not that many. So I don't know. I think it's pretty fair to say that there'll be less homicides in Canada this year than last year, unless something really changes a lot in the second half. Um, yeah. And then I guess uh, one other stat for Canada. So the, right now, the projected homicide rate per 100,000 for the year is 1.41, which is uh, yeah, pretty low. Okay, uh, a few more stats. Uh, we can go through the uh, annualized murder rates per 100,000 for the Canadian provinces. Um, so in first place is Manitoba, the 5.25 per 100,000. Uh, Manitoba usually leads the, the Canada or the prov Canadian provinces in homicides and is again. Uh, Saskatchewan is in second with 4.15. That's usually, um, that's where they usually are as well. Uh, then Alberta with 2.1, uh, Newfoundland with 2.09, British Columbia with 1.88, Ontario with 1.13, Nova Scotia with 1.1, uh, New Brunswick with 0 0.55, uh, Quebec with 0 0.53. That's pretty low for Quebec. Um, and then PEI has zero because uh, they have had no homicides yet this year in 2023. Um, all right. And then we'll get to the some of the major municipalities and their annualized homicide rate per 100,000. Uh, so surprisingly, Edmonton is leading with 4.65 um, over Winnipeg in second place with 3.99. Usually the bigger cities, uh, Winnipeg is ahead, but uh, I don't know. It's looking like w w Edmonton could end up with the most murders this year in Canada, uh, or at least highest homicide rate for the bigger cities. Uh, I'm sure there's some small hamlet that's had like one murder in that that makes their number really high. Uh, in third place, uh, yeah, maybe a little surprising, Vancouver with 2.58. Um, Toronto then with 1.91, uh, Regina 1.89, Calgary 1.47, Montreal 1.33, Ottawa 1.26, Hamilton with 1.12, Halifax with 0 0.97, Brampton with 0 0.65, and Mississauga with uh, 0 0.59. So in May 2023, there were 45 homicides versus 67 in May 2022. So that's a 32% decrease. I feel like every month has been like a crazy decrease this year. 
32%. Like, that's a big decrease. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some will pop up, but it's not going to... It's yeah. not going to get to 67. It, so it's interesting, like, why this year? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Like, COVID's been done for a while, so... But maybe now, because... Well, I guess, like, it's still here, but people don't feel like they're stuck in their houses. I, I don't know. know. Maybe, like, yeah, people are know. just doing what they want, and like, they feel free. That's, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, the thing is, like... Um, like, stats-wise, like, if you only have... Like, say, like, Newfoundland, it's a pretty small place in that. It has a couple extra homicides and it can have a big increase in that. But like, you know, 67 down to 45 in May all across Canada. Like that's like a big legitimate decrease. So yeah, um, maybe Canada is just happier now. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it think inflation is so high. It's just, just too, too expensive to buy murder weapons. Yeah. Know, nobody so. can go out <laughs> yeah. and get angry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, that can be some of it too in that. So, Okay, uh, so usually in these episodes where we go over the month, uh, the, the monthly homicide victims and that, we'll go over like uh, the youngest and oldest victim. So the oldest victim was William Bryant, 74, of Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa police responded to the 2700 block of Carousel Crescent on May 9th at 6.15. On, police, uh, on arrival, police located Bryant deceased. Uh, police arrested Ab- Abed Ismail, 43, at 12 p.m. However, no uh, information has been released regarding charges so that's all we know i guess then tammy yeah there hasn't been an update yet but i'm sure there will be okay um let's see what else here okay so the youngest was Jaden miller in edmonton um both Jaden and his mother were fairly sad and we'll talk about that later uh other than that there was a newborn found dead in oakville it hasn't been officially labeled a homicide but we will share what well, we share what's going on with that one <laughs> halton police responded to oakdale park after a pedestrian walking near Munns Creek in the park located the fetus on May 19th at approximately 8.45 a.m. That's terrible. Uh, the HRPS homicide unit is conducting an investigation and, and anyone with information or video, including dash cam of the area, is asked to contact the tip line at 905-825-476. Uh, sorry, 4776. Uh, investigators will be seeking video taken after May 18th at approximately 7 p.m. Uh, police... Uh, sorry, police said as the mandate of HRPS homicide unit to investigate all pediatric death occurrences. So, yeah, we don't know if that's a homicide yet or not. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if it was, obviously, that would be the youngest of the month. Uh, all right. So the provincial results, uh, Ontario, uh, the largest province by population, had 18. Um, and then Alberta and Saskatchewan both had seven homicides in the month. Manitoba had five. BC had four. Quebec had three. Nova Scotia had a single homicide, and then Newfoundland, New Brunswick, Nunavut, uh, Northwest Territories, PEI, and Yukon, none of them had a single homicide. So cities with more than one homicide, Toronto had seven, Winnipeg had three, Vancouver had two, Calgary had two, Edmonton had two, Hamilton had two, but that was a double, double homicide, Montreal had two, Pembroke had two, and that was a double homicide, and Saskatoon had two. Uh, murders by type, there were 17 unknown, 14 shootings, 13 stabbings, and one other. Oh, uh, do you know what the other one is? Or I think it was like a, a ball. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, now we're on to the section of the podcast. We're going to go through some of the noteworthy uh, May, uh, murders. Uh, so the first one is, so a woman and her 11-year-old child, that child were fatally fatally stabbed outside Crawford Plains School in Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton police responded to a weapons complaint outside of Crawford Plains School in the area of 42nd Street and 12th Avenue 
for an unknown male attacked and stabbed two people before fleeing the area on foot on May 5th at approximately 4.52 p.m. Uh, police arrived to find a deceased 35-year-old woman and injured 11-year-old child. Uh, officers began life-saving efforts on the child, who was then rushed to hospital EMS where they succumbed to their injuries. Um, the suspect was located by two other responding officers in the area of 46th Street and 12th Avenue. An alteration occurred, uh, and both officers discharged their firearms, striking the suspect. The suspect sus uh, sustained critical injuries and was treated and transported to hospital by paramedics where he remain remains. Police said the victims were mother and child. However, they said it is unclear if the, uh, the suspect was known to them. Uh, the victims have identified as Caroline Robillard and Sarah Miller, who have begun use, starting using the first name Jaden. Uh, so, yeah, we don't know if this is a domestic yet then or just some rando guy like in the like after school stabbing these people. Or? Yeah, like it it seemed from the police report that it was completely random. So, wow, that's kind of wild. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's kind of a crazy case. So. Yeah. Uh, Toronto Homicide 17. Kadeem Robinson has been charged with the murder of Violeta Lukashaka. Toronto police responded to an unknown trouble possible shooting call at a condominium, condominium in the area of Manitoba Street and Legion Road North on May 10th at approximately 4.30 in the morning. Security at the condo received calls from residents reporting hearing a violent interaction followed by the sound of a loud bang. Security investigated and found a woman who had been shot. Despite life-saving efforts from first responders, the victim, Violeta Lukashaka, 23, was pronounced at the scene. Uh, Lukashaka was from Eastern Europe, but the investigation continues as to when she arrived or how long she's been here. On Wednesday, May 10th, Kadeem Robinson, 34, who was known to police, was arrested, and he has been charged with second-degree murder. According to police, the victim and the accused were known to each other, and yeah, that's all we know right now. So I guess, like, the mystery with her is police know nothing about her. Okay, so, we like, she's not, like not like a citizen and that she's just probably visiting from eastern europe then or? yeah but it seems weird that the police can't figure out when she came here oh, like okay. isn't that that is like you usually there's records and the flight yeah. list and stuff like that unless you somehow got smuggled in or something or she has like false identity or, or something, something like I'm not yeah no that sure. could be possible as well so so the, i guess yeah as you said the police know very little about her then yeah or the actual connection between the two Okay, and there's not a lot of information on Kadeem Robinson then? No, so there was something that, uh, I guess, a listener pointed out, but I'm not 100% sure if it's the same person, so I didn't want to include it. Okay. So right. we're just going to leave it as what the police have All said. Right. Fair <laughs> enough then, okay. <laughs> so there could be something else out there. There could be. All right, so this is an interesting one. Um, Montreal Homicide 8. Uh, Joel Richard Clark of Brampton was charged with the murder of Claudia, not sure how to pronounce this, Iacono, uh, uh, maybe? It's Italian, I believe. Yeah, Iacono, right. I think that's yeah, slightly like Iacoca, Iacono. I think it's kind of similar. All right. Um, Montreal police responded to the report, this report of a shooting at a parking lot on Jean Talon Street near. Dula Savan Street on May 16th at approximately 4.30 p.m. 
39-year-old victim was located suffer suffering from serious injuries and was pronounced dead uh, at the scene. Uh, police believe shots were fired in the woman's direction while the w vehicle she was in was in motion, causing her vehicle to crash into a building. Uh, police originally had not released the identity of the victim. However, Montreal CTV News identified her as Claudio Iacono, the owner of the Salon de Duville Coffeur Spa and the daughter-in-law of the late Moreno Gallo, who's a figure on the Calabrian side of the Montreal Mafia. And so the update is, is that Joel Richard Clark, 28, Brampton, Ontario, was arrested in Milton by OPP and charged with first-degree murder. So there, there's been like a little bit more mob killing activity, I guess, last year in Montreal. Yeah. That, so. so I guess maybe in her case, she's guilty by association. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's like hard she's to say. just the daughter in law. Exactly. In that. It's interesting. Like I've heard like in say like if, there, if somebody's getting a, like a mob killing done in Ontario, they'll hire like a shooter from like Quebec. Right. And has no connections to do it. And I'm wondering if this is the case with this guy from Brampton and that. Maybe, yeah. and, and I guess the the building that she drove her car into when she was shot was actually her salon. Her salon, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing, too. It's like, that's kind of a wild killing where, like, she's driving her car and somebody's, like, shooting at you. Yeah. It's kind of Hollywood-like. Um, and, and we know nothing about Joel Richard Clark, then? No, so... He's just, like, a cipher on social media, then, or...? Yeah, there it's, it seems to be, like, a very normal name, you know? Sometimes it's hard to... Yeah, people <laughs> when their names like, are yeah, very normal. Sometimes, yeah, if it's more like unique in that, then it's easier to track stuff down in that. Yeah, so. and they haven't released a photo of him or anything, so there was no like okay, image yeah. search or anything of him. Okay, all right. Uh, Nav Nishan Singh has been charged with the murder of Devinder Carr in Brampton. Peel Police received a 911 call for medical assistance at Sparrow Park in Brampton on May 19th at approximately 6 a.m. Police, Brampton Fire, and Peel paramedics arrived at the scene and located Devinder Carr, a 43-year-old woman suffering from serious injuries. Despite life-saving efforts, Carr succumbed to her injuries at the scene. Police have not released the cause of death. However, her family says she was fatally stabbed. 44-year-old Nav Nashin Singh from Brampton, who is said to be the victim's husband, was arrested a short distance from the scene. He's been charged with first-degree murder. And anyone with information on this is in incident or has surveillance dash cam footage that may have captured the moments leading up to, during, or after the incident is asked to contact homicide investigators at 905-453-2121, extension 3205. So, yeah, that's sad. Uh, yeah, like you I go guess. go for like, a walk with uh, your husband and that's it. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh. Yeah, another domestic. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, the next one. Uh, so Zachary Robert Lamoureux is charged. Uh, Ontario Provincial Police investigated double homicide of Noah Nathaniel Annis and uh, Alando Omario Davidson, I guess, in Pembroke. Is this, is this in Pembroke, or is that guy's last name Pembroke? Uh, no, it's in Pembroke. Okay. <laughs> uh, OPP were called to a, a home on the McKay Street on May 22nd around 3 a.m. when they located two people with life-threatening injuries. Uh, both victims were rushed to the hospital where one victim died of their injuries. Police said a third person was located deceased near the scene. Um, the victims have, on May 26th, the victims were identified as Noah Nathaniel Annis, 16, and Orlando Amario Davidson, 16, both from Mississauga, 
Uh, police said they died from injuries consistent with gunshot wounds. Um, and then the update is that, that Zachary Robert Lamoureux, 21, was arrested on May 30th and charged with two rounds, two counts of first-degree murder and one count of attempted murder. So uh, that's kind of a little strange. Like, I've been to Pembroke. It's a little small town, kind of like up the Ottawa River a, a ways from Ottawa. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's like two kids from Minnesota, from Minnesota, like six, 16-year-olds from Minnesota. That yeah, like I guess they death. could have drove there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to speculate too much, but like maybe some sort of drug thing going on there. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's kind of a strange one, so. Especially with them being so young. Yeah. Kyle Westcott charged with the unprovoked homicide of Donovan Moose in Calgary. Calgary police were called to the report of an altercation at the City Hall C train station on May 25th at approximately 3 a.m. On arrival, police located 32-year-old Donovan Moose suffering from serious injuries. Police said Moose was rushed to the hospital where he died. According to reports, Moose was sleeping on the sidewalk when the attack occurred. Uh, quote, this was an early morning, completely unprovoked attack on a defenseless, vulnerable victim, says Staff Sergeant Sean Gregson of Calgary Police. Uh, Kyle Westcott, 26 years old, was identified through CCTV footage, and he has been charged with second-degree murder. So I'm not sure if that's a hate crime or if... Maybe Kyle Westcott was also homeless. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, hard to say. They could have been, they definitely both could have been homeless, but I guess obviously yeah. the victim was homeless, I suppose. So, yeah. Okay. Um, the next one. Uh, so, Hamilton police uh, investigated a double, uh, double homicide in the Stony Creek area of Hamilton. Uh, so Hamilton Police announced on May 27th at approximately 6.12 p.m. that they are conducting an investigation in the area of Jones and Barton in or Street in Stony Creek. Uh, police responded to the report of a shooting at 322 Jones Street in Stony Creek. On arrival, police located a 27-year-old female and a 28-year-old male, both tenants at the residence deceased. Uh, the victim's identities were not identified at the time by police, but investigators said the woman was an educational assistant the man was an electrician, uh, and the victims were identified as Carissa McDonald, 27, and Aaron Stone, 28. Uh, the 57-year-old landlord, Terry Gerald Brecca, had barricaded himself in the, in the residence with firearms that registered to him. Uh, Brecker, Brecca lived in the upper floors of the house. Uh, Hamilton Police Emergency Response Unit uh, contained in the area contained the area while the negotiators engaged, uh, engaged in contact with the male in an attempt to peacefully, peacefully resolve the incident. Police said the suspect fired at Hamilton Police armored vehicle. The police later filed additional rounds resulted in an interaction with police where he was struck and ultimately died. Uh, so I have actually have some inside information on this case. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I went and watched uh, the Hiker Cat game on Sunday with some friends of mine. And my friend, I'm not going to name her, <laughs> I'll call her M for now. Uh, she uh, grew up right around there. Oh. And knows this the uh, the shooter of that. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, and uh, her and her father, um, their father owned a convenience store in the area. And, um, yeah, I guess this Brecca guy was uh, banned from the store for being, like, an asshole. Oh, wow. So, yeah, no, well known in the neighborhood for being, like, a total jerk in that. And, uh hmm. Yeah, I guess in some ways she said, yeah, she wasn't surprised at all that this eventually happened in that. So, huh? I wonder what actually 
Like, why? Why did he fly off the handle? I don't know. I guess from what I read in some other news reports, like they were moving out at the end of the month and were complaining about mold in the basement and that, but it's odd that they, um, you know, if they're leaving in that. Then yeah, why would it be yeah. such a problem? But yeah, him. but from talking to my friend M, um, I guess this person had been, has been a problem for like 30 years in that. So oh, geez. Yeah. Huh. Apparently his mother had a house next door and bought a house where he lived, this present house, so that he and his brother lived there, who were kind of problematic, and then she lived with their younger kids in the other house and that, so. Oh, so she just paid to get rid of them. Kind of, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, huh. apparently this guy's been, like, a jerk for, like, 30 years, so. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's pretty sad, so. Actually, I think even more than 30 years, but, uh, yeah. Jeez. And uh, I asked, like, did he have a job or anything, and my friend said she never saw him ever having, like, a job in that, so. Huh. Wonder how he affords guns. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess the house, the gun, the the house is giving to him in that. So. Oh, uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And also, well, I might as well even say <laughs> there was one time. This was many years ago, I guess, where like he was angry at his girlfriend and locked her out of the house or something like that in like the uh, in the uh, like uh, like in the winter and that. And then uh, since she owned like her parents owned like a convenience store, like they let her hang out in the in the uh, in their convenience store well. Like weird things called calm down so like Ugh. it's interesting with these backstories and that like yeah like you, people say oh this came from nowhere it does not like in the end of the day if you know the stories probably yeah it doesn't really come from nowhere so okay police investigate a fatal shooting outside a south vancouver banquet hall vancouver police responded to multiple 911 calls reporting that a man had been shot outside a banquet hall near Fraser Street and Southeast Marine Drive at 1.30 a.m. on May 28th. Arriving officers performed CPR on the victim until paramedics arrived. However, the 28-year-old male victim died of his injuries. According to CTV Vancouver, the combined, the combined Forces Special Enforcement Unit of BC and the provincial anti-gang agency confirmed the victim was 28-year-old Amapreet, also known as Chucky Samra. His name appeared on the Vancouver police list of 11 high-profile gangsters. Uh, according to reports, Samra had been associated with the United Nations, the gang, and investigators believe it was a targeted shooting related to ongoing gang conflict. And so far, no arrests have been made, and anyone with information that could assist investigators is asked to contact Vancouver Police Homicide Unit at 604-717-2500. Okay, yeah, so that's an interesting one, outside of Banquet Hall. Yeah, and that he is actually on, like, the, He's on the, the yeah, list of 11. list of 11, so, yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, the next one, so... Sergeant Ontario Eric Miller was killed and two others injured in Bourget, Ontario. Uh, so OPP were called to a disturbance invo involving the sound of gunshots at a home on Laval Street on May 11th at approximately 2 a.m. Uh, three police officers arrived at the scene and were all shot at by the perpetrator. All three were taken to hospital in uh, Ottawa where Sergeant Eric Miller died of his injuries. Uh, the other two officers are expected to survive. Uh, Alan Belfay, 39, was arrested and has been charged with one count of first-degree murder and two counts of attempted murder. Uh, according to, re to reports, the rifle seized from the home of accused cop killer Alan Belfay was lawfully owned. Uh, apparently, Belfay had just gone to bed when officers entered his home, and that's why I shot at them, thinking he was an intruder. 
Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see why you would be concerned if someone came into your house, but why were they coming into your house? Like, clearly yeah, you've like, done something yeah, wrong. Yeah, like the gunshots at 2 a.m. and that, that's, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I guess the thing, it'll all come out eventually in court. Yeah, um, that one's a weird one. Yeah, um, and yeah, and yet another police killing in Canada. Like, it's the last year or two, it's been, like, incredible how many, like, police officers have been killed, so. yeah. IHIT investigates the suspicious death of missing man Sean Clark in Surrey. Police said Sean Clark, 49, of Surrey, was reported missing on May 1st after last being seen on April 18th near 99th Avenue and 154th Street. The victim's body was located in an alley on May 10th. Sergeant Timothy Pirotti uh, said, We're still in the early stages of our investigation. We'll be working with the Surrey RCMP Serious Crimes Unit and their Missing Persons Unit to advance what's now become a homicide investigation. From the investigation we have gathered so far that this does not appear to be connected to the BC gang conflict. And so far no arrests have been made and anyone with information about Clark or his death is asked to contact the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team at 1-877-551-4448. Okay, uh, now we're done with the, the homicides that happened in the month of May in 2023, and now we're going to go into like the notable uh, updates and arrests. Um, so an arrest was made in the fatal shooting, shooting of Osman Bangura in North York, Toronto, uh, homicide 54 of 2022. Uh, so the backstory, Toronto police responded to the report of a shooting at 5 Needle Furway on October 6, 2022 at approximately 1.41 p.m., uh, on arrival, police located Osman Bangura, 28th of Toronto, suffering from a gunshot wound. Uh, police said Bangura succumbed to his injuries and was pronounced deceased. On October 15th, uh, Richard Samuels, 23 of Toronto, surrendered to police and was charged with second-degree murder. On And then on May Friday, May 26, 2023, Tafari Minot, 21 of Mississauga, also known as rapper Duvi, uh, that's spelled D-U-V-Y, was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Uh, yeah, so uh, yet another rapper killer. Um, I don't know if the viewers have they haven't looked at our back catalog, but we have we did have an episode on like rapper killings and that. Um, well, Canadian rapper killings and that, uh, both uh, victims and perpetrators. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Tammy. Do you think it's time to do another episode of like Canadian rap killings or? Mm, we might maybe wait till the end of the year. Okay. <laughs> so we can fill a spot. Actually, did you look into the music at all of Doobie or? Uh, Doobie seems to have a fair number of shares, and his videos are very, like, high quality. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Is he, like, did you look at all of them up on Spotify, or? Uh, I looked him up on YouTube, so. Oh, okay. And so on, on YouTube, he had, like, a fair number of views then, or? Yeah, and seems to have some money behind him to oh, wow. have okay. some good-looking videos. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so he's got some production values then. Yeah. Cape Breton Regional Police are now treating the 2017 disappearance of Debbie Ann Hutchinson as a homicide. Retired 59-year-old postal worker Debbie Ann Hutchinson was last seen on surveillance video at a local business on April 15, 2017. The following day, her 2005 white Kia Magentus was spotted on fire in a wooded area of Crossett Heights Drive. Police did not give a reason as to why they're investigating the death as a homicide. On June 13, 2023, police announced that they believe people would have seen Hutchinson driving in Sydney, Nova Scotia on 
Easter Sunday, April 16, 2017. Investigators are looking to speak to people who were driving in the area between the hours of 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. on the day the vehicle was found burning. Police are also looking to identify the drivers of vehicles shown by video surveillance traveling on. The cars are a black Ford Escape, a blue Ford Ranger, and a green pickup truck. And we have pictures of them on the website if you want to check them out. Anyone with information is asked to contact Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477. Well, I guess the thing is if you like disappear and the next day your like, car is found like on fire somewhere, in a wooded area. It's a little weird. It's a little sus. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. On to the next one. Uh, so remains located in San Clara were identified as First Nations woman uh, Melinda uh, Linksleg, who was missing for three years. So uh, on April 16, 2020, at 2.40 p.m., Roblin RCMP received a report of a missing 40-year-old female from the Valley River First Nation. Uh, what province is this, Tammy? I'm um, not sure. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Police said Melinda Linksleg was last seen on March 31st and had not been active on social media since April 9th. Uh, police announced on June 5th that new information led officers to an abandoned residence in San Clara. Uh, police located the remains of Melinda Linksleg at the abandoned property. An autopsy was formed on June 8th, 2023, and it was confirmed that the remains are those of Melinda Linksleg, and the manner of death is a homicide. So the police RCMP are asking anyone to call the Roblin RCMP at 204-937-2164 or call Crime Stoppers anonymously at 1-800-222-8477 or secure a tip online at www.manitobacrimestoppers.com. So, Roblin is in Manitoba. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, there's an update in Toronto's homicide number 16 of 2021. Rodrigo Flores Romero has been convicted of manslaughter in relation to the death of two-year-old Winona Naganosh in the city's West End. Okay, so Toronto police responded to a sudden death at a hospital in the city's West End on March 19, 2021. It has been reported that a two-year-old girl was brought to the hospital in medical distress where she succumbed to her injuries and was pronounced deceased. The investigation revealed the cause of death to be blunt force trauma. On June 9, 2023, a jury found 30-year-old Rodrigo Flores Romero uh, not guilty of second-degree murder in the death of Winona Nanagosh However, he has been found guilty of manslaughter. And Winona Nanagosh was Flores Romero's fiance's daughter. So, yeah, that's sad. She's just like no, a little, that is pretty little, sad. So, little baby. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously not getting a secondary murder charge, but only like manslaughter in that too, which. Yeah. So. There's that, like, obviously a lot of leeway for judges for manslaughter, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what eventually the, so the sentence is. Do you think that means it was accidental like he i guess like he was in a rage or something i suppose so but yeah still kind of sad um and yeah if it's only manslaughter then potentially not very much time in canada yeah all right here's a wacky well i don't want want to describe anything too wet like any murder wacky but it, this is a little odd uh so yun lucy lu lee uh was arrested arrested for a breach of a court order times two in relation to the homicide of tyler pratt hamilton so the backstory: Hamilton police recalled the area of 347 Arvin Avenue, Stony Creek, on February 28, 2021, at approximately 7:15 p.m. 
Uh, police said 39-year-old Tyler Pratt, a British Columbia, was found deceased, and a female with ties to Hamilton was taken to the hospital with serious gunshot injuries. Uh, Hamilton Police Services said they were originally called to report of an injured woman in the area. Uh, police said the 26-year-old woman and Pratt were known to each other and that they have spoken with the female victim as part of their investigation but have not been yet been able to interview her due to the expense of their injuries. That was actually back when she was arrested. So then on March 25th, 2021, Hamilton Police said the suspects were 28-year-old Oliver Carafa and 25-year-old Yoon, also known as Lucy Lu Lee, uh, and they boarded a flight from Canada to Eastern Europe approximately 24 hours after the murder of Tyler Pratt and the attempted murder of the second victim. Um, investigators in Hamilton and abroad worked together, resulting in the arrest of Carafa and Lee in Budapest, Hungary, on June 14th, uh, 2021. So, yeah, they were on the lam for a few months. Uh, investigators flew to Hungary and returned to Canada with Yoon, Luli on May, Monday, 12, July 12, 2021. Uh, Lee, Lee was incredibly released on bail, <laughs> yeah. considering she tried to flee. Uh, Lee's mother, her main surety, pledged $2 million for bail. Uh, two fr family friends who were also her sureties pledged 500000 and 200000 uh, And so her conditions were that Lee were to, was to remain in her home in North York 24 hours a day, seven days a week. She's required to wear a GPS tracking device on her ankle and cannot have any visitors on their immediate family. She's allowed to leave her, her house to rest for appointments, and she couldn't use the internet with being super, supervised. Uh, eventually, investigators escorted Oliver Carafa from Budapest, Hungary, to Hamilton almost a year later, on March 30, 2022. And then on May 29, 2023, Lee was arrested for breach of a court order times two. Uh, an investigation conducted by the Hamilton Police Service Homicide Unit revealed that on May 22, 2023, Lee failed to comply with distinct conditions of release which result in arrest uh and she would be held in a bail hearing so so that was like our may 24 weekend right yeah so maybe she uh, so felt maybe a she little bit of cabin fever yeah maybe went to like a cottage or something like that so yeah, not it's like amazing that they've got they gave them bail for like you know a homicide like, i wonder <laughs> if they just thought oh no one's gonna be able to come up with this amount of money uh, maybe i guess but i guess it's, it's I crazy know. though it's like rich people uh, i don't know i was watching an episode of better call Saul recently and like they yeah. gave this mobster guy a seven million dollar one and he did so like i don't know like obviously yeah. some not, i'm not implying these people are mobsters but like uh obviously yeah if, like people came up with that money and that um it's kind of like it's uh like yeah she's, she's tried to flee like once to europe so like, i can't like why would why would they give him bail like yeah like not, clearly she's a flight risk yeah so she left i know people don't want to like the, i know the courts are trying to give more bail but like you you, they, you know you're charged with murder and then you flee the continent then yeah that's kind of nuts so yeah we got a few messages like saying she got bail what yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah craziness Five years ago, like people with like on homicide charges really got bail, it seemed, but now everybody seems to. So, okay, Toronto homicide 71 of 2022. A youth has been charged with manslaughter and the death of Dane Chung on Thursday, September 29, 2022. Toronto police responded to an altercation in the Victoria Park Avenue and Ellesmere Road area between two teens and a 59 year old man. As a result of the altercation, Dane Chung was transported to hospital with life-threatening injuries. One 15-year-old teen was charged with assault, and the second was charged with aggravated assault. And on Thursday, December 29th, Dane Chung died of his injuries in hospital. So this would be like 
six months later. Yeah, like a long time later. So Yeah, on June 2nd, 2023, the boy who was charged with aggravated assault has his charges upgraded to manslaughter. I wonder what took so long. Yeah, that's yeah. It does seem like it took a while for those charges to get upgraded considering yeah. the guy was dead. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yet another sad case. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, so our website is homicidecanada.com. We try to have a post for every homicide and plus pages for all the homicide provinces and major municipalities. Uh, our email is info at homicidecanada.com. You can tell us if you missed a murder in your municipality or province. Anything else you want to say, uh, our Twitter is homicide underscore Canada. Our DMs are always open. And we're also on Facebook or, and Instagram. So I don't know. I just look up on Facebook or Instagram. Just type in homicide Canada and it should come up. So, yeah, that's all for this month. <laughs>